You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Keith Johnson. I am the 10C. Alan Seiler. That's so yesterday's enterprise of you. <laughs> and Veronica Daschle. Hi. <laughs> and, and this is uh, our 60th episode. Woo-hoo! Oh my gosh. I can't Yay! believe we've gone this far. I know. It's amazing. And they said it wouldn't last. (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) They. Right, right. You guys talk about Star Trek for 60 hours or more. 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 That's just a a warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That doesn't count the occasional live episodes that we did. The live specials. And speaking of which, I mean, our our tradition on the show is, you know, every 20 episodes, we'll talk about the 20th episodes of the star trek series so for our 20th episode we did the 20th episodes of star trek for the our 40th episode we did the 40th episodes of the various star trek series um but right now we've got so much star trek to talk about that we decided that we would separate it out and we'll do it as a live stream this time which we're going to do it'll be available on our facebook page and on our youtube on march 16th we'll be going live um so feel free to join us you can join in the conversation and send us comments and uh we'll have a lot of fun we'll be talking about the 60th episode of the various star trek series that have made it that far yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about the 60th episode of Lower Decks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back around to that later. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually we'll have too many episodes and we'll have to we'll have to start over. So yeah, give them, that'll be give, fun. We'll give Paramount Plus time to catch up with us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, did we have some news this week. Oh my gosh. We have a big news item this week, and that was that we finally got a trailer for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Uh, is, what did you think of it? Uh, I mean, I you get little glimpses that look like they're little from glimpses. the adventures. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the, the big focus seemed to be on like Pike at, at some point left the fleet and is uh, yeah. riding around in the snow on a horse. Tango. <laughs> yeah. They call it back assume. to action. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Not what I expected. No, not mm-hmm. what I expected at all. I was expecting them to pick up like a couple of months from when Discovery left them. Yeah, well, they might. I mean, we, yeah, don't, exactly. we don't know when this is set. I think um, the show will. I, I think yeah. this is like, you know, maybe the, maybe the first episode starts with a tiny bit of backstory leading up to could be what we've already seen. I don't know. Yeah. Well, another thing is, is you remember when with the original pilot, it started out mm-hmm. with and one of the things that people didn't like was that Pike was tired yeah. of being a captain. He was weary and worn in a lot of ways. So I wonder yeah. if this is after that. He lost a couple of crew members of his crew. was only 200, I believe, on Rigel, one of the Rigels. And so I wonder if that ties in anything like that. And so that's, ironic. I'm, sorry, go ahead, Alan. I was just going to say, that's, that was kind of what I was thinking as well. Yeah. That I think yeah. it's got to tie into that somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. It, it ties in really well with, with Pike's character. Uh, yeah. Also, it sort of brings it down to earth to see. Yeah, I just like Literally. seeing Star, Star Trek captains I was riding on say. horses <laughs> and things, you know. Um, and I, down to earth, we right there, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. 
too far, uh, Alan. Oh, come on. <laughs> but we, we got to see a cool shuttle that looks um, that, yeah. like they're transitioning from that, you know, discovery aesthetic into uh, more of a TOS aesthetic, which is pretty it exciting. sure does. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's exciting, too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to um, Anson Mount as Pike simply because I've always liked Pike. And, and again, as we talk about um, way back when it premiered, there was, there was such a contrast between Jeffrey Hunter and William Shatner mm-hmm. in the role. Right. And I know that Leonard Nimoy said several times that actually one of the reasons that his Spock character showed emotion was not just because they hadn't defined the character fully. It's because Jeffrey Hunter was so low energy that Nimoy played up his energy. And then when Shatner came on and people literally said Shatner bounded onto the set when he first showed up <laughs> and Nimoy was able to reduce Fox energy. But I've always thought that I like Pike and I think Anson mm-hmm. Mount, he seems to betray him. I like that more thoughtful captain as he has a contrast to the more adventuresome captain. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. And every trailer I see just makes me think that Mouth is, is a really good choice to play Pike. Yes. I'm yep. really excited about that. Yeah, and I, I like the strange alien vistas they've shown so far. Yes. With, uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, that's the, the the big part of the series I'm looking forward to is just getting you know a new adventure every week and Absolutely. planets in danger and planets that need help and right you know, the, that that kind of stuff. As long as they don't of... try and search for Spock for half the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they did that on Discovery. They did that in the movies. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, we found him. Let's move we on. Found him. Right. Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to say something that's that's heretical and may get me kicked off this podcast. <laughs> the trailer came out at the same time that Star Wars, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer came out. And I'm going to say I think the Kenobi trailer was better. You think so? I do. It okay. was. I mean, yes, that that Kenobi trailer gets you amped up. I don't know. I, I like I felt I felt the opposite. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the Kenobi trailer, I mean, it's a lot of Kenobi skulking around, but you see, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything in the trailer um, except for watching Luke and riding on a bus and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> a space bus, it's a space bus, a space bus. Uh, and we find out that there's, you know, like inquisitors after him. Whereas yeah. strange, strange new worlds. I mean, you got Pike on a horse, you've got a shuttlecraft, you've got strange alien <laughs> planets. So, yeah, well, okay. So we get a we get horseback riding in one and camelback riding in the other. <laughs> True. So we so we're gonna get a scene where Pike rides his horse off a cliff and into the back of a shuttlecraft or on top of a spaceship. Maybe <laughs> I, I'm all for it, man. Tango can do anything. Yes. <laughs> Tango the space horse. Hey, that horse was not phased by being buzzed by a shuttlecraft. Exactly right. He's like, ah, uh, I've seen this before. Again. Again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. May, yeah, May can't May can't get here fast enough. I can't believe that Obi Wan Kenobi and Captain Pike both have their own TV shows in May this year. You know, which is it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, one of our previous guests on this show, John Jackson Miller, the uh, author, uh, posted uh, the day that the trailers came out. He's like, "Hey, look at that!" Uh, he posted the, the link for the trailer of uh, Captain Pike, and then he's like, "And we've got an Obi Wan Kenobi trailer." If there's any other characters that I've written novels about that are getting their own shows in May, I haven't heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a little disappointed about the premiere date. Just a little. For which one? For for um Strange New Worlds. How come? Because it was not on May 4th. 
Okay. I knew you're going to say that. Just to stick it to the Star Trek, Star <laughs> Wars to, fans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they should not have waited to premiere it. They should have been like, no, we're going to do a special early premiere. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> we're taking over Star Wars. Today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Direct <Yes>. attack. <laughs> exactly. I mean, May 4th is on a Wednesday, so it yes. would only be a day early. It'd be it like would a, only be a, a day early. A preemptive strike yes. in the demilitarized zone. <laughs> we're going on the offensive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, did we have any this week in Trek this week? No, I'm AWOL. I was thinking we were going to be so full with stuff to discuss from two episodes, uh, two different series. I didn't do any Trek this week. Okay, now, Keith. I know that there is one thing that we have to mention in This Week in Trek. And what's that? Well, at the time that we are recording this, this thing happens tomorrow. By the time that this episode goes out and people hear it, it's a few days ago. But tomorrow is your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Yay. Well, at least does Josh. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> I remember that phrase. Several revolutions around the sun. There you go. Yeah. How many? Uh, uh, several. <laughs> <laughs> if I were on Pluto, I'd be like 13. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Nice. Well, happy Thank birthday. Appreciate yes. it. Happy birthday, Keith. Thanks. That'd be a really cool thing to like figure out what your birthday is based on a different planet. Yes, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Now we Someone just lost figure that out for the rest for of the us. show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Should be thinking about it. April 5th, 85. Okay. Go we'll come back it. to that after we record that episode because we're going to take a quick break to promote a fellow ESO Network podcast show. And then when we get back, we'll be talking about episode two of season two of Star Trek Picard. So stay right there. For the past 12 seasons, Mike and Mike have been bringing you a weekly look at all things geek with reviews, discussions, interviews, and topicals from across the Geekosphere. Now with Geek Life slowly returning to normal in 2021, join the Earth Station One crew as we look at the return of the summer movie season, preview the fall TV lineup, look at all the big conventions now happening, along with other geek topics. You can listen to Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And as always, Earth Station One is a founding member of the ESO Network. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to come effect. out of my mouth when I start, uh, and then I'm like, "Oh, that's an idea." One day we'll wow. put out a compilation CD. sound effects. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for season two, episode two of Star Trek: Picard. Uh, penance. Holy <laughs> moly! What an episode! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this this, this one is one we were we were deliberately not talking about last week because Veronica and I saw it at the virtual premiere last week. Yeah, so yeah. we were oh, trying not to give right. any hints about what was gonna what was gonna happen in it. But um, I'm yeah. very impressed by your restraint. I know <laughs> you should be. <laughs> and other people should follow our lead. Yes, that's totally. True. That's true. Totally. I'm still trying to get over Q slapping the crap out of the card. Something's up with Q's. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. It seems like the, he seems a little more unhinged, you know, like he's, uh, I don't yeah. know. He definitely seems a bit more maniacal. 
it, it's kind of cool though. It makes it seem like the stakes are a bit higher this time. Absolutely. You know? It's not like a, it's not like a cartoon. It's not a, you know, Hey, let me pull this funny yeah. little prank on you. And this time it feels dangerous. Yeah. Like this time Q's not playing. So no. it, when, when he, I, I didn't catch this didn't click in my mind, but I happened to rewatch that episode, but it reminded me of um, when Cisco punched Q. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The other, it, it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like Q ain't going to take no guff off and no more of you stupid starship captains. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm punching first, just in case you have any <laughs> thought about punching me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Seven of Nine in this episode. Yes. Oh, I think, yes. I think this is the best she's been. I mean, she's felt more like Seven of Nine to me in this episode than she has since she came back. And I, I know agree. that the more sort of rigid clothing and posture mm-hmm. and hair mm-hmm. being more styled helps. But also, I, I love that when she when she was testing her own whether she was awake or not, she was testing her own uh, yes. senses. That's that felt very seven of nine to me. Yes. It did. Yeah. It can really read, did. Yeah. The, like, can you read in a dream? Can you smell in a dream? Right. That kind of right. thing. Yeah. Pain yeah. receptors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gotta ask, can you read in a dream? I don't see why not. I thought I have in my life, but I've seen more than one show, including a Batman anime series episode that claimed you can't read in a dream. Well, that's and an authoritative I, source right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would assume, I'm pretty sure I have at one point in time. But anyway, I, I did think it was cool that she did that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of agree with you said, Charles, because I, I always mention it's like, these are always preferences. I like Seven, but I kind of felt that making her one of the Rangers or whatever that she, in some ways, went a little too far from Seven. It's like they mm-hmm. wanted to make her the polar opposite of her character. Right. And I do like that now you kind of feel more of her logic and control coming back into play because. Got to give her credit. She played. She jumped in and played that part really well, really quickly. Yeah, I, I was impressed with how quickly she like fell into place and figured things out and did things to get people to give her information that didn't give away her own ignorance. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. But well, it helps that she's the president, so she can just well, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. And uh, I, I guess everybody sort of falls into a position where they can. It moves the story along, you know, if, if, if right. they weren't all in, in positions of power, like, it, you know, um, like uh, Rafi just happens to to come across Elnor and has the authority to take him into custody and that sort of thing, which isn't a criticism. Exactly. I mean, that's, it, 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 that it's always happens in Star Trek. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. It's common for Star Trek. You, you go to a parallel universe and you're going to be you're going to have the authority to do what needs to be done for the story. You know, it's it's very interesting that we don't know what's happened to Soji yet. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she wasn't on the Stargazer, though. True. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying that we know that she's going to be in this. We just yeah. don't know how yet. Do we? Because the only time I remember seeing her was in that like stream of water, which was in the first episode. I think I think she was seen in other spots in the trailer. I'm but, sure she um, was. They, they, they have established, though, that the sense exist. You know, that mm-hmm. at, at the very least that, you know, Picard's synth body still exists in this reality. Right. And um, those little, um, what do they call the little android guys are everywhere. Yeah. The Harveys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you said, you mentioned uh, Picard's synth body. What was that? Was that, did they say that was due to Goldicott or General Yeah. yeah. Goldicott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They and, were just dropping references left and right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 
we finally got Galdicott and General Martok returning to Star Trek. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see the hand-to-hand combat between Picard and Mark and uh, Martok. Yeah. Where he killed them in single combat. I want to see you, that. Did you notice in the Galdicott skull, there's a bullet hole, like right in the spoon. Oh, <laughs> like mid-spoon, okay. a big old yeah. hole. See, he awesome. took him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> When Seven's husband said, should I call General Cisco?" I was like, yes, call General Cisco." I want to see General Cisco. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm I telling mean, you. Because I was, I was telling Chuck this earlier, but like, if, if they had actually brought him back, that would have been the biggest shock ever. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. This means they're not going to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did find myself wishing, although I know you couldn't, maybe they can't do it well, or maybe they can't. I did find myself wishing, now that we know that Q seems to be unstable, that they could somehow have conspired to write a good storyline for Guinan to be more involved with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know we've possible. got eight more episodes to go. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's he's going to be yeah. there somewhere. I, I'm, I just, I'm certain of it. Yeah. I hope so, because so, it will work. Yeah. So we, we have to go back to the year 2024, and there mm-hmm. is a watcher. Seek mm-hmm. the watcher. So that could be. Guinan, and mm-hmm. that could be Brent Spiner's character. Mm-hmm. It could yeah. be Soji. I don't know why or how, but who knows? I'm kind of hoping it'll. You're right. I, I'm kind of hoping that it'll be that guy who, um, the actor who was seen in the trailer, who, um, he he played the the second in command on the Relativity, and that he was spotted in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I would love it if it was him. Now it could just. Mm-hmm. I think that actor has also um, worked with Terry Metalis and other things. So it mm. could just be he's playing a part. It may just maybe nothing but i would love it if he was playing his character from the relativity mm-hmm. from the future police like yeah. that that would be that would be that's cool a, that's a good good point yeah that would be really interesting yeah but since i'm hoping for it he'll probably just be like the police chief and <laughs> be unrelated <laughs> he's probably just like hey metallus is my buddy he hired right. me for everything i was in star trek once 30 years ago nobody remembers that <laughs> <laughs> oh how little he knows us <laughs> right <laughs> Now, did you guys catch who was playing Seven's husband? No, it's John no. John Briones, who is I did see that. father. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I knew there. Yeah, I didn't know what character. I saw oh. it in the credits, but I didn't know the character he was playing. Yep. Okay. okay, that makes yeah, that's good sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Very yeah. interesting casting. Yeah. I, I liked um, Gerardi. Gerardi really worked for me in this one. I thought she was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Not, not great at playing it cool. <laughs> exactly i loved like she just made up that whole rambling story on the spot about my old drinking buddy right. seven shots over here and as soon as it was done and the and the bad guys leave and she's like Whoa! you know had that like i can't believe i did that moment i love that right i love that she was able to do that and just get that all out and think of all of that on the spot mm-hmm. right right yeah when you know when the we first met her president Annika, whatever her name is, uh, comes walking in and, and she gives everything away. Yes. Like right on the spot. And she yes. doesn't pick up on the cues that, oh, I need to shut my butt up and I need to like <laughs> play along with something that's going on here. Right. So that second chance that she got, man, she nailed it. Yep. Yep. She had to make it. up for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think Seven seemed surprised by it too. <laughs> yes. I think so too. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Something yeah. I found interesting is assuming since this is um, Picard seems to think, uh, and then you get into that whole weird definition of time travel thing. Picard seems to think 
This is not an alternate timeline. It was the, it was the one timeline that was warped. So therefore, it's not the mirror universe. Mm-hmm. But what um, I thought was interesting is once again, there's a bit of um, there's conquest, and then there's like Nazism, fascism elements in it because. When Enterprise went back to the mirror universe, they brought in a racism, a xenophobia, which we didn't see in the original series. Like, you know, I remember Picard told, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Archer told uh, the Vulcan ambassador, you're a Vulcan, never forget that. So there was a there was an absolute a xenophobia and a, a Nazi-like racism. And now I don't know if that's the case here or they're just run, they're just running again. They're just taking down the enemies. But it seems like there's a bit of that here, too. I don't oh, know if that's very the case much tonight. so. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. And I found it interesting that they do that again. A safe galaxy is a human galaxy. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah. and, and I'm glad you brought that up, Keith, because that the thing that I was thinking of was uh, Enterprise in season four. Uh, mm-hmm. When they finally make it back to Earth, they find an Earth that is, and this isn't like alternate history or anything. It's that this, this xenophobia is very much present on Earth. And after the uh, Zindi attack, we have yeah. we have the whole like undercurrent of you know anti-alien mm-hmm. these aliens came and they and they blew up our planet and, and wiped florida off the map and now we don't trust any alien and that's the environment in which they had to like lay the foundation for the federation and i i thought season four was so good mostly because of that because mm-hmm. of that element like like we're we're paving the way to the utopian future that gene roddenberry saw and we have to step past this xenophobic kind of present to get to that future Mm. and i thought and this this is like an extension of that same thing yeah one wonders what the genesis was of that in that case because if it's not the mirror universe where they kill the vulcans (laughs) in the uh as they did in the enterprise show one wonders Mm -hmm. what started this but yeah it's pretty obvious it's a definitely racist um human Mm. population again so I'm, I'm interested in seeing what caused that. Mm-hmm. I, I did notice that uh, insofar as Vulcans and killing that Q told Picard that that Picard killed Sarek while his wife and son watched. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was still Amanda and Spock or if it was a Vulcan wife and a full Vulcan, Vulcan child. Right. Or if I'm they were kidding. paving yeah. the way towards this other Spock is still alive. Oh, good point. Yeah, I just sort of took it as a there's a weird reference in the episode Sarek when um, Picard says that he met Sarek once before at his son's wedding. And I just took it as sort of a random reference to Sarek's son. But um, you could be right. It could be. I mean, I don't think they're going to have Ethan Peck jump out at some point, you know, (laughs) as as as, um, you know, mirror Spock or whatever, or this this universe Spock would be so perfect. Would it? (laughs) (laughs) Someone's dubious. No, it would be so perfect because it wouldn't be so perfect. So it would be hilarious. Oh, I see. It would be perfectly hilarious. I see. I don't think that's what we're going for, though, in this show. (laughs) Perfectly hilarious is not the aesthetic we're reaching for. Right. (sighs) I have to wait for Lower Decks. Yeah. I guess so. Does anybody have any speculation as to what's the cue? What's the game? What's the what's the test? What's what's going on? Yeah, I'm, I don't know because I'm I'm racking my brains because Q said two things. Of course, the episode, name of the episode, he said penance, penance, yeah. and he also well, he yeah, said three things, and then he said that Picard needs to enact atonement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. needs to atone for something, and then he said you need forgiveness. And I have no clue what Picard right. could and, have done. 
And Picard said, well, penance for what? And and Q was basically like, I think, you know, <laughs> right. I think, you know, that thing you did. <laughs> yeah, I have no, I have no clue. Yeah, I have no. And then Picard looked strange. And for a second, I thought Picard had an idea. But then yeah. right after that, he said, whatever this is. So he doesn't know. I Well, I maybe no he clue. doesn't. He's not, he's like trying not to give it away or something. Uh, like he doesn't want Q to think. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know that it's that detailed, but. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be something that we maybe I don't know. It has to be something we didn't see. I don't think it would have been in any of the movies or the series. At least I can't think of anything like that. And I certainly can't think of any kind of event that would be responsible for Q losing his mind. Kind of. Sort so, of. so the one right. thing I could think of and, and Keith, I agree with you. There was that moment mm-hmm. where it looked like he was he knew what Kirk Q was talking right. about. What is going to admit it? Yeah. Um, right. But I'm wondering if this is all about because Picard never had a relationship. Of course and- it is. That's where the sh- <laughs> that's where this season started. Yes. And, and I hope Q it's not. Said, of course it is. And Q said the thing about you, you know, you fight all the battles and blah blah blah, but except for the one that really matters. I can't remember the, the battle act- for your heart. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping it would tie it into that board queen situation at the beginning that they handled it wrong and they have to circle back around to it now that they have to like work with the board queen and everything. That's possible, but I, I hope on. it's that not because he never had a family. <laughs> well, I was the same way, Charles. I was because 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 what, what Alan and um, Veronica are saying is true. They almost made it seem like it was that. And I thought, how in the heck are they going to tie this in? Because he never got married and had a, a kid. For kids that right. the universe changed. And how does this tie back yeah. to 2024? Right. 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 Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah a lot. And, some, I think and something to do with that. Picard's mom. Oh, yeah. We forgot to Look mention up. that last week yeah. in our review when the Borg Queen says, What'd she say? Like, Look Picard. Up. Look, Look up. up. Which yeah. is, so are we, th- are we saying his mother was assimilated and now she's a Borg Queen? I mean, that's such a modern Star Trek thing to do. So my my you know, original theory before Chuck pointed out that it sounded like his mom was that was seven from the future mm-hmm. having come uh, back. But somebody who's in a Picard try and fix things. Could be. I mean, but then Q interfered. It's somebody in a suit for a reason. Yeah, because exactly. if it was just the board queen, they could they could have just had the board queen beam on board and not in like the Doc Ock suit. A hundred percent correct. Yeah, there is something about the identity of who whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I mean, it's got to. I mean, it's just like, you know, the Red Angel is your mother. It's it's the same damn thing. I mean, hopefully it, not. Hopefully not. And hopefully in season not. one, the, the Borg queen let her go say, basically and said, we have Monica has more to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Right. Now, I don't I don't know if they're tying into they don't seem to be tying too heavily into season one storylines, but you might be right. That might, no. they, might they might have picked up on that. Um, I don't know. i I was kind of thinking along the lines of that, like Q introduced um, humanity to the Borg. Yeah. And then now we've come back around to the point that the Borg have come asking for help or to join the Federation and it ends up in a big battle and an explosion. So I'm hoping it'll be something along the lines of, you know, we we ju- we, we attacked them too early. We we should have listened more. We, right. know, we should have tried harder to save the right. Borg, something along right. those lines and not, um, you know, you should have had a child because of your relationship with your mother or something. <laughs> But hey, if they if the board queen is his mother, it can be both of those things. <gasps> yeah, <it could> be. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how. Um, and I, I had the same feeling about the um, Enterprise Mirror Universe as as portrayed. 
I'm trying to figure out how humanity has subjugated, defeated the Klingons, the Cardassians, the Vulcans, and the Borg because they don't have that and the federation. Free. And oh, there oh, you well, go. Come on. <laughs> Not that that's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why? <laughs> well, they have latinum because yeah. they're there. Yeah, you can take your latinum. Well, where's and the, the and where's the, the Andorians? I didn't see the Andorians. Well, they mentioned the Andorians too, didn't they? They did, yeah. but it but he didn't have a head of one. Hmm. Well, yeah. that doesn't mean that. I mean, they're still subjugated because they they did mention them earlier. Yeah, yeah they started when yeah. they were bringing down the which that was a that was a weird scene Good having scene. gone yeah, through nine eleven. That that yeah. uh, anyway, you, we know what we're talking about the big right. building that comes down. Yeah, and right. they said that's one for Andoria and that's one for the Vulcans and whatever. So yeah, yeah they've they're definitely on the you know yeah we've brought Sh- them down so, list. Shran's head's probably in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I got I'm trying to understand how did humanity without the benefit of a federation to strengthen it become so powerful they take they've taken down the Romulans, the Vulcans, the Cardassians, the Klingons and then the Borg even though they said that was tough. Right. What what power do they have? What have they discovered that they can take on pretty much every power in the galaxy we've ever seen? Their own sense of right. <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on cuz that's pretty yeah. amazing. I mean yeah, that's, amazing. that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very curious to see what that's all about. Yeah. Well, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, hopefully we'll get some answers to that as they're going back in time. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool that they're, they just immediately went to the slingshot effect, like the good old fashioned I know. time travel. <laughs> right. I knew they would. Yeah. I loved the, the, the redress of the, the scenery of the, uh, you know, where Picard is giving his speech. Mm-hmm. Which is all, I mean, that whole location filming is at the Disney Symphony Hall in L.A., which is such an amazing building. But that whole thing where they like show it all bright and, you know, pretty and the flags and everything. And then episode two, you see it and it's like dark and red, like Mm -hmm. blood. Oh, my God. It's so great. Wow. Yeah, they did paint a good kind of dystopian look of the, uh, to the future. Yeah, yeah. And every time I see when I see, every time I see those pictures of Patrick Stewart and that and the t- what they saw tonight, I can't help but thinking of Patrick Stewart how he looked in the Dune movie because he also had kind of <laughs> black uniforms and stuff, and they also had a slightly yeah. fascist look to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I liked the board queen. I thought I thought she did a good job. Um, it's a little convenient the the, the board queen can sense changes in time and things like that. But um, right. And I thought that was going to be Guinan's part in this, because we know from yes. yesterday's enterprise that she yeah. can sense those yeah. things. She might I not be able that. to like probe them and, uh, but she can, she knows when they've happened. Yeah. So I, I was kind of surprised that they landed that on the board queen, but then the board queen can open a temporal, you know, corridor or whatever, and, you know, get them back to wherever they need to go. So I don't know if I'd want to plug her into my ship. Uh, the board no, <laughs> no, no, but man. Also, there's a there's a there's a there's a, a thing I'm wondering about is is one of the lessons of the themes of the show going to be that in some strange way, the Borg are actually necessary to the galaxy because, mm-hmm. you know, when it, sh- it started out, I mean, they've always been seen as a scourge and a plague that everybody wants to destroy. And then, of course, when the show started out in that first episode, the Borg asked to join the Federation and then they made a very big point in this show in the alternate time or the altered timeline of saying that they've now completely destroyed the board. So is it, are we going to come out of this where we're going to finally be able to get something 
Will the Borg become useful? Maybe the Borg comes to understand that the Borg are actually useful for the future of the galaxy or important for the future of the galaxy. Because whatever he does, he's going to have to bring the Borg back if he restores the timeline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and whatever um, state they're in, because we don't really only know that. We know right. Yeah, you know, they turned up in that weird ship and we're calling for Picard. <laughs> Um, but I, at the very least, I think there's an opportunity to to see the Borg Queen and and, and learn more yeah. about her and get a different perspective on her or, you know, the half of her that's left. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a world where they, they have sent and the scent are cool and accept it, maybe they're going to somehow try to um, um, make the Borg ultimate, ultimate future be a different future where mm-hmm. the evils find them. I'm wondering if that's where they're headed with that. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question. Um, so we've got this whole setup of where we're going to go back in time and find the the pinpoint that got changed and everything after that is altered. So do you think that that's going to take the rest of the 10 episodes and they'll come back to the present in episode 10 and the Borg situation will be the premise for season three? Or do you think it will happen like somewhere mid-season like maybe episode five or six or maybe seven. And then the last couple of episodes will be dealing with whatever this Borg thing is that's going to happen. Can they mm. stretch this out over two seasons is my question. Mm. I think they can. I think yeah. they can. I mean, sure. la- last year, Picard spent three episodes just leaving Earth. Yes. So, I mean, they, okay. They, they, <laughs> okay. Can they stretch this out over two seasons and it be enjoyable? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, my, my preference would be to go back to the Stargazer as soon as possible. Of um, course. Now, and I could see them going back like the last two episodes to get some kind of resolution on that. And that's, you know, they like that, that, that sort of two part finale. Right. But that would still leave what six episodes Dude, until right. then. Of course, they have, they still haven't even made it back in time yet. And we don't know if, right, if that's going to happen early in this next episode or if they're going to be true. captured for a bit and spend some more time, you know. Yes. I don't know. So, I mean, if they spend one more episode getting back in time, and then you've got four episodes back in time mm-hmm. and then two episodes back on the Stargazer. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would that's be kind preferable. of what I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah, that'd be preferable to me than one episode, of the dark timeline, and then just back in time, you know, because I thought right. I, the, the dark timeline I found pretty interesting. And absolutely, you know, at least it's in the future. I mean, I, I, I'm interested in seeing them in 2024, but I don't necessarily want a, a season of that. You know, no, I yeah, I know. So maybe it's like a two or three parter that's in the past. And then because you still have to deal with all the Q stuff too, whatever this Q thing. And you know that they will drag that out Mm -hmm. and spend like half the last episode of Picard and Q yammering about whatever penance Picard has to, you know, pay. Mm -hmm. Although we also know that Q is in season three. So according to John Delancey, Mm. so you know, who knows? Maybe we just, won't get the penance this season at all. Yeah. And I think I just read, didn't they wrap? They wrapped up the major yeah. filming and stuff this week, right? Maybe yes. yesterday. Everything is done. Uh, uh-huh. Jerry Ryan tweeted yesterday that that was it. That that and what a ride it had been filming that show. And, you know, and, and they called it a series wrap, not a season wrap. So it's, it's yeah. a done deal. Mm. It's in the can, as they say. Wow. I do agree on the comment you made, Charles, about um, if I had my druthers, I think I'd rather they stay in the dark timeline instead of coming back to our time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's fine. Every now and then I get a little tired of the fish out of water thing when they look at how primitive we are, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and yeah. hopefully they're not, they're not going to play it for jokes. You know, people don't know how to use them, plug something in, and then they're talking about, oh, it's so violent. I kind of would like them to stay more in the, in the dark timeline. 
But of course, that's not the point. They got to go before that to stop the dark timeline. Yeah. But and yeah, like I said, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't mind it as a novelty. I wouldn't want it to be mm-hmm. because I, I've got a lot of TV shows that are set in present day. You know, I don't exactly. have a lot of TV shows right. set in the Star Trek future. And that's right. You know, that's the appeal for me. Right. Agreed. Right. So I'm, right. I'm also wondering what that whole thing was when the Borg Queen turned to Gerardi and made the comment about how she never feels like she belongs. If there's something like Gerardi doesn't belong in either universe. I think she's just playing mind games already. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. She's just trying to get in people's heads. <laughs> yeah, I think she's already playing her games. You know, she's she's smart. <laughs> she's manipulating manip- manipulates people. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna find out that I had a theory and it was a good theory. Yo, you might I had a theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, we could still find out that that. Alan, did you get that? Yep. Okay. I'm totally with you. <laughs> I, will, I will say one thing. One thing I did kind of. One thing I did kind of dig is when Rafi was um, when they were she was trying to do whatever she was doing with the code and let the shills down and stuff. Who and. Uh, Rafi, yeah, when I say Rafi, <laughs> Rafi, and she basically, she basically, what's his name? She was letting him beat up on him. And then oh, when she yeah. finally, oh my gosh, yeah, and then when she finally that told him you can take it, oh my gosh, boy, did he take them down. Oh, that, that was some good fighting. That was some good fight choreography. Actually. Yeah, that was, yeah a, was. that was a good scene. Did you see the one guy who like pulled off his communicator pin and flipped it like a, like a, okay. uh, like a ninja star? Yeah. Yes. And, and he and he was awesome. And <laughs> and he he moved out of the way and pulled him out of the guy's chest and cut his throat with it. Yep. <laughs> that was awesome. That was some good fighting. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, a good scene. The communicator like, is useful for more than transporting. Yeah. It is also a weapon in this yep. timeline. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, and he's like all getting beat up and stuff. And she's like, Elnor, they're yours. <laughs> he like goes, to, goes to town on him. I'm yeah. like, there you go. It's like distract these guys by getting beat up for a while. <laughs> exactly. All right. Any final thoughts about that episode before we move on? It was fun. I it was. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm ready for more. Yeah. Uh, I just had nothing but questions. And I wonder also, is the Q insane or are all the Q insane? Right. right. I'm really wondering what that's about. The hard break time and freak them out or something questions i don't know <laughs> all right well let's take a quick break to promote a fellow eso network podcast show and then when we come back we'll be talking about star trek discovery species 10c stay right there i'm drew Leiter, and i'm cletus jacobs join us weekly as we journey into dc's infinite frontier We discuss DC news, comics, television shows, movies, and more. Earth Station DCU is part of the ESO Network. Check us out where fine podcasts are found. All right, so we're still in spoiler territory, this time for Star Trek Discovery, episode Species 10C. Which I've been waiting for Species 10C for weeks. And so I, we, we almost got them this week, which, you know, we, they're just on the other side of the screen. We're getting closer and closer. So <laughs> whatever I think. I really like the way they ended up uh, figuring out how to communicate with them. Yeah. Although it was a little forced the way they like gathered the bridge crew together to. Oh, stop. Yeah. They were like, we got to give them something to do. Yeah, it, Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. I will, Way to I will jump say right it. to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And but then at the beginning, that. where like, you were looking at all of their little eyes and close-ups. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was cool. I, 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 did, did too. I did like that. It was like, oh, we're purposefully showing the bridge crew now. As soon as I saw that, I said, this is directed by Olatunde because mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that he does. Yeah. He does those really creative, really interesting close-up kind of shots in series, and I loved it. Mm. Although I thought it went on a little long, I did like the com- the, the whole thing of learning to communicate with 10C because I did like it. It, it would remind one, if one has seen it, it reminds one of the, of the movie Arrival. Mm-hmm. Yes, came that's out exactly what I was years thinking. Ago. Especially yeah. with 10C behind the thing and the yeah. moving yeah. all around. Yeah. Yep. And, I, and I just said a few weeks ago that I'd, I'd love it if it was something like that. Yeah, you Matt, did. I remember that. <laughs> I, I could watch them like figuring out the chemical and light patterns for an hour. You know, that, that, right. that's, that's I love that stuff. So I, I'm perfectly happy for this weird aliens. You know, it's almost you know, like, like you said, Arrival or even 2001 ish, where it's like you're yeah. dealing with something that's so much bigger yeah. and different and right than we are and having to communicate with it. I, I love that. I do too. And, and okay, those are two good references, but don't forget uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. Yep. With the flash I mean, 100%. Yep. Yeah. All you're missing is the, the, the little melody. But, <laughs> you know, Nielsen even said, what if the patterns that we're seeing are like music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I think that that reference, that, that comment would have been stronger had we known at any point before now that she's a music lover or a musician or something like that. But, you <laughs> which, know, which, which okay. one is she? <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, I totally agree. I was absolutely engrossed by a whole episode spent on learning how to communicate with something that is so entirely alien mm-hmm. that you have no frame of reference. You have nothing, no commonality, nothing to go on. I thought it was wonderful. I absolutely, yeah. yes. absolutely love this episode. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that they mentioned that even then the language they worked out is a really dumbed down language of the right. 10C so yeah. that we can communicate with them because there are their languages just beyond them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh man. So I, I like stuff. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so we, so, okay. Here, my question is, are we actually seeing 10C or are we seeing something that's like shrouded because maybe they've evolved so far beyond the bones and, you know, cadavers that they left on that planet, that this is what they are. I don't know. We haven't seen much of them yet. No, not yet. Yeah. Although, um, you know, we, maybe we have, and we just don't realize it yet. I mean, and them, if, if that is the case, them communicating with, um, with feelings and with light yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. we finally have the visual effects for weird aliens. If they're just flashy right. lights again, I'm going to be really annoyed because you could do that in the sixties. I want <laughs> exactly. Like, and they did <laughs> big floating octopusy tentacly. Right. You know, I no, I agree. I agree. If we've got the, the, the budget and the know-how to make something really, really, and we've seen them do it, you know, like when they went to, the planet that Sukal was on and you had the big floaty right. tentacly monsters up in the sky. That was yeah. amazing. Yes. I want something like that. And, you know, we even got the butterfly planet. No, no, no. That was good too. You know, the people on, on Saru's planet. Oh, okay. the Ba'ul. Yeah. The Ba'ul. Yes. What if this is the Ba'ul? It's not. No, that would no. make no sense. That would. <laughs> The Ba'ul are back on the planet with Saru's people. They're, they're buddies now. Oh, that's right. I forgot they were actually yeah. in this timeline. 
Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I hope they arrive. They, I hope they we finally get to see this planet and the, and the creatures in it and spend some time there next week. And it like sets the bar for strange new worlds. Like here's a strange new world here. here here's here's the one to beat. You know, I want to see the strangest, newest world we've ever seen. Maybe they're exactly. related to the bowel. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> Give it up. I love it. I love it. Bruce, like you, these people th- seem familiar. No, you are tenacious about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what would have been super, super cool? I don't think that they they planned, you know, I don't know if the, the three episode overlap was planned or not, but it would have been so cool if in Picard, something happens that that changes the timeline and the same effect happens in discovery. Like they're all I'm, in the, the totalitarian like they're, outfits they're all for episode. In, or something, oh. but they're all in the same timeline. If it affected Picard in his timeline, then it should have reached all the yeah. way to where they are. Had they have done that, oh my God, that would have been That's incredible. the kind of crossover they used to do in the books where they would do a series of books, yeah. and one original series and one's next gen and one DS9 and so forth. Right, and they'd have right, a storyline right. that would go across all of them, but they don't interact with each other. It's right. just these events. And I would love it if they did something like that for so a crossover on Star Trek. So would I. Well, on television. If, if you're going to do that into, into what you're saying, if you're going to do that and take that that uh, view of how time changed, then uh, Strange New Worlds would happen too. They would be wearing the black uniforms. Because uh, <laughs> right. it, it would go it would go forward and backward in time, it, using the words forward and backward. That would be awesome if they did like a mock trailer for Strange New Worlds that, yes. that came out. And it and they're, it's all totalitarian from the... <laughs> Our timeline. Everyone's like, that would be what? Be so curious. <laughs> that would be great. Dark and terrible. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Holy and then cow! For, and then for fun, they could do lower decks, and they'd be totalitarian as well. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going through. That's what they should have done. Yes, they should. Oh my god, that would be that would be really good. Um, I have to say, um, and this is just me. And I guess sometimes you get on board, or you don't get on board. And I just am not on board with Book and Tarka. And I literally was like, the whole time I was like, brother, they told you, you dumbass, you, yeah. you idiot. <laughs> well, it, it turns out we thought this week that Tarka can't be trusted. Gee, what a surprise! <laughs> Shock. <laughs> and, oh my God. Okay. It on took that, Jet to tell that fool. <laughs> on that note, I just want to say, I told you last week that, that, Jet yeah. was on top of the situation yeah. that, that she was going to run circles around those two dum dums, and I, she she did it. I mean, she yeah, cool. had yeah. a plan. She was like, "Something's going down here. I better stash this thing in my sleeve." <laughs> and what I love is she, she was just she was literally just sitting there, just observing. Cool as a cucumber. She really was. And her attitude, I got to say, her attitude probably convinced Book more than someone else because she wasn't overplaying it. Because he And I like right. that he said something like, you're trying to play me or whatever. And she's like, that doesn't mean it's not true. Exactly. And I love that. He's like, oh, I never thought exactly. about that. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that was good stuff. I don't know if this was, deli- if this was intended as a joke or not, but I love that uh, Jet was abducted last week and no one noticed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that was great. Can I just say on the the flip side of this is how dumb is it that they spent the entire episode and and yeah. no one knows, no one notices that Jet's not around. Well, she's not around and, for weeks at a time, so they're okay. That's true, but we know that she's on the ship doing stuff, right? But, yeah. But Stamets even says, "I've been looking for her all day." Did he not page her? Did he not like yes. calm her? 
I mean, yes. if, even if he even if he doesn't get her, isn't there like the 24th century equivalent of like com badging her and saying, well, she's she's busy. So leave a message and she'll get back to me when she's I, I mean, or like, did she not come to work? Like, uh, isn't she supposed to be there at a certain time? No, yeah. no one checks. Right. Well, because at one point they were trying to almost make it seem like, well, maybe she was with this person and then that person like they kept missing her. And I'm like, I'm like you. I'm like, well, no, on the starship, you don't just miss somebody. Oh, maybe she's down here and then she's over there. Because, you know, next generation, every time they, something happened, they would go to somebody's code, uh, quarters and wharf and babble some code to unlock the door. Then yep. they go look for them. So I was expecting them. You're right. They never went to her quarters. Well, um, that was weird. The, the other, uh, she was probably just hiding in one of those many corridors now that they have on the <laughs> ship where there aren't any people. With the flickering lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have never seen a scene where they've been so unpopulated in their hallways. And why are the lights flashing? I don't right. get it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. The, the, the book talk storyline just doesn't really work for me. Yeah. And me like either. I said a couple of weeks ago, it makes book look foolish. Like book Absolutely. is supposed to be like a savvy guy who's he's playing the system and he's doing his thing and running his missions. And he should have picked up on the fact that talk is a loon six weeks ago. Absolutely. And now Tark is even worse than now. He's even worse than you may have thought because he literally is saying, well, Earth ought to be able to figure out a way to survive what I'm pretty sure will destroy the Earth. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I don't I know there's love, but my goodness. And then he even says we got three. The ships will have like three minutes to get out of here once the thing goes. Uh, yeah, so he kind of doesn't seem to care about anyone. And yeah, I think he's just done well, with this universe. Exactly. <laughs> he's, 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 he's going to paradise and yeah. F all y'all. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. paradise, he doesn't know where it is or if it even, even exists. Right. Yeah. So, But he's only had two real friends in his whole life and one of them has just turned on him. So now he's even more determined to get back to the only friend mm-hmm. that he's yeah. ever had. I can't imagine why he doesn't have friends. Uh, no, it's a mystery. <laughs> Yeah, I think if they, they if they had cut out the Tarka stuff and then uh-huh. tight, tightened up the getting to 10C, I think it would have helped the season a lot. Because I now I that we're so. actually talking to these weird aliens, I, I love that, and I'm yeah, I'm mm-hmm. inter- um, it, it was it was, a, it was a bit of a drag for me getting here. Um, but you know, I'm I'm sure. looking forward to next week, and I'm looking forward to I I, I just hope that we actually see these aliens. I hope they don't but, just stay in the mists, you know? Right. But you know what? Now that we're here. It doesn't seem like next week is the finale. Yeah. It seems like it seems like we've gotten to a thing that we should have gotten to three episodes ago. Wait, and wait, there's wait. Still next more week's to- the finale? Yes. Yeah, next week is the finale. So we've got one episode now. Where to have wrap you this been? Up. Watching the shows thinking that there's more to come because there's obviously more story to tell here. <laughs> now, now we finally got to the, the 10C storyline. Right. Like, okay, yeah. and it's over. Exactly. Honestly. I, I do think, Veronica, it is what we've been saying for the last few weeks, even though we're, we're really finding good things to say about the show, is they spent so much time on Book and Tarka and so much time on all these emotional beats like Saru and, and his love interest, which are fine, but they have taken so much time and they've been asserted so awkwardly that it does feel like the story has dragged out. Because I was right. thinking this would have been a tight six-episode arc. And Alan, you said that last week. They actually could have told this in half a season. It would have been awesome and tight. Um, so I'm a little frustrated because now we do have one episode to do everything with the 10C. Um, mm-hmm. But they do look good. I had a really strange reference I thought of when you were talking about the 10C. They, the way that the 
whatever floated reminded me of one of the good things about the original Dune movie was that you remember the navigators? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. that reminded me of yeah. somewhat. Not that they, they necessarily look like that. Well, it could just be that the 10 C are too expensive to do over multiple episodes. And so they had oh, to that's, condense that's gotta it, be it, you know? Yeah, they, that's they said, no, you mean? can you can spin an episode in, in the bubbles and the galactic barrier, but you can't have another episode of 10 C. They're too expensive. But but if they're a digital creation, it, it's once they're created, it shouldn't matter how many episodes. Yeah, I mean, you still in. have to render them and composite well, sure, them in and but, all that. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> are you a doctor? <laughs> uh, OK, so I want to talk about the delegates. Um, yeah. First of all, um, oh, what's his name? Harai. Um, Harai, I I thought he I thought his part in this episode was really good. Mm -hmm. Yes, finally. I I finally feel like there was a purpose for him being here. And we Mm -hmm. knew there was a purpose. We just hadn't gotten to where his role in this whole thing was going to be played out. Right. But and I forgot to mention this last week, but I I just feel a real like soul connection with this guy because every scene he's in, he's snacking on something. <laughs> and Dan, uh, my, my, my friend, Daniel, his nickname for me is snacky. So <laughs> I, I just feel a kinship with this guy. Like if I'm going to be in a tense situation, I'm going to have like a bowl of Skittles or something next to me that I can. Right. But, so... So, but I think that's such a weird character, you know, trait to just like throw in there. I mean, it makes him, it makes, it makes him more unique. Human. Yeah, it, it does. But it's just, it's just, a you, you never see anybody doing that. <laughs> so, Alan, so you like, did you like Brad Pitt's character in Ocean, the Ocean's Eleven movie? Remember he was gathering the crew everywhere he went. He was eating all No, <laughs> remember that. No, because the only Ocean Eleven I saw had all women. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. Uh, you got to see the good one then. Uh, yeah. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I like him too, but I also thought he should have gone on the mission. Uh, I really thought he should have, because she yeah. said, yes. if we fail, if we fail, you're our, you are basically, you're our backup. I'm like, no, he's, he's got to be yeah, your he's, first. He's the first team. No, exactly. no, you're the, you're the backup lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Saru should have been the backup. Yeah. Uh, Saru I, I should have that, been. Yeah, that's true. I, I was going to say that the, the earth representative has really let me down. She's let yeah. the team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. She didn't even go. <laughs> I know. Well, because she's, she gonna, she's more high. useful. She's for more useful out here, but she's more useful to the bad guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Aggravating. And early yeah. in the season, I mean, this is sort of jumping ahead, but like, you know, book had uh, access to anything. He was going on the, all, all the missions with Burnham. Uh, he could walk into conferences right. at HQ. If they go right. back to that, I'll be really disappointed because I don't see how you come back from his little hijinks and then have, Hey, come on into the, come on into the briefing book. You know, if he doesn't go to jail, I'm going to be yeah. angry. Well, I'm sure he'll yeah. redeem himself by, Oh, of course he will. Him. But of even, course even will. so there should be some earning that trust. Back. Yeah, I hope right. he's not just back like he was, you know, Totally. I didn't think he should have been where he was in the first place. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do feel that. Yeah, I, I do feel. I, and I think that's been the disappointment. It really has felt like if the, the whole season has felt like two different types of storylines jammed together, mm-hmm. the book yeah. betrayal yeah. storyline doesn't work. And I, and every episode, I still keep going back to this. Every episode book is basically saying this, give peace a chance. And if it doesn't work, we might have to fight. And that is not well, a wrong philosophy. And they never yep. really adopted that everywhere, anywhere else. It's just, it's just weird. It's like they forced the thing where he had to become a rebel. It, yeah. it just, ne- the logic is never there to me. I just don't yeah. see it. 
for yeah. all that I like his character. And I even like Tarka. Tarka, I will say, and it was weird when Tarka turned almost mustachingly twirling evil. <laughs> <laughs> almost. I still almost. like the I still like the actor. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. him as an actor, you know? Yeah, yeah he's likable. I just yeah. wish he had a better storyline. I agree. Right. I agree right. with that. And I wish it um, wasn't half the season. Yes. <laughs> right. Completely agree. <laughs> What else did y'all like about it? Because we were talking about one to find things that we liked. And I know we liked the 10C stuff. Did you like any other things that was anything else that you really liked that was going on? I mean, that was that was most. Of I mean, that, was yeah, that on. was that was predominantly the episode. And the, yeah. other, uh, yeah. the other part was the not Lorca. So, yeah. Keith, did you like that they had less sidebars this episode? I mean, they still they, had two, but yeah. it's less than they've done the last few weeks they did although i was looking cross-eyed when zora the zora the computer is like still in the middle of stuff she's like i'm having a problem although the problem she had was real but again right. it was kind of like in the middle of stuff it's like shall we play a game you know let's look I at know. some big spots i'm like y'all gotta do something about that computer because yeah. hey, seriously that's making me nervous that computer keeps having like emotional issues in the middle of missions there's right. a problem yeah. there yeah, yeah definitely. I, I felt like the computer should have been able to determine that jet was not where it, yes, it thought she was turn, turn a camera you. on, right? You know, let's do a heat signature. Yes. I mean, I, I get that. Okay, the com badges are giving the bio readings, but mm -hmm. hey, you know what? She hasn't moved in two days, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah. That's, and I mean, also, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. And also, disguised bio signatures. Now, I'm like, they were they were literally having open communications with the general. At some point in time, somebody should have picked up the um the communication signals. Yep. Although they tried to blank that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alan. Alan, to yeah. really answer your question, the only thing about the sidebar stuff I didn't like is I wrote "scream therapy session." Really, in the middle <laughs> that's, of the crisis. That's, that's the sidebar I liked. Oh, I didn't like that at all. Gosh, oh, it drove me nuts. <laughs> it just seems so weird to me. Scream therapy. Yeah. Have, have you tried it? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I am throwing back to the old, but I like I like sidebar conversations like we talked about, like Pike had with the doctor in the original mm -hmm. pilot, or I love I love the sidebar that Kirk has with McCoy and Balance of Terror or in the ultimate computer where those kind of made sense. But the whole screaming thing, I just it just took me out of it for a second. It was just strange to me. Wow. But yeah, it wasn't you worse. remember you remember that it that it comes from earlier in the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think if, if if my partner was running around with Tarka while I'm trying to contact aliens, I'd, I might go into a room and scream, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When Veronica runs off with Tarka, I'll be your serene. <laughs> OK, good. Me, me and you will go contact the 10C. We're bringing Keith. <laughs> Shall I call for Cisco? We yes. are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Any closing thoughts about that? Um, a better episode than the last few have been. It actually held my attention last week. Mm -hmm. And I am it's very, very, very rare for me to say this about any Star Trek. Last week, I had a hard time paying attention. And that's like yeah. I've said that like one out of I've said that like out of about three or four episodes of Star Trek going back 50 years. Mm -hmm. But this one held my attention. So it did feel a lot better. Okay. So I am looking forward. And I'm like, Veronica, I had forgotten next week was the finale. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know that this season was paced as well as it should have been. Okay, yeah. but but I'm going to say that this episode wasn't any more action packed than any of the last mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. It, it it moved at about the same pace as the last three, but it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it, it it absolutely held my attention yeah. and. Yeah. And was really good and made me want to. I can't wait to see what happens next week. Oh yeah, same here. Oh yeah. my gosh, I yeah, can't. Yeah, when when a uh, crazy person woke me up, it's insanely early to watch it. Um, I actually <laughs> stayed awake the entire time. Yeah, yeah, Except because I, I I have to get up at three forty five to watch both episodes before I go to right. work. So right. I do. I tried that last week and it didn't work out. So this time I got up just for one of them and I figured I'd save the other one for because, okay. So last week, you know, I watched, I watched all of discovery and then I started Picard and I didn't have time. So I stopped it midway two thirds of the way through. Had I tried that this morning, I would in that same order, I would not have been able to stop Picard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I would have been like 20 minutes late for work. And I'd been uh, like, you know what? Sorry. That's an excused absence, isn't it? Watching Star Trek. I think it is. I think it is. Can I, one more quick discovery comment. Um, basically, based on what I love is when you when they when they do things when they um, philosophically and so forth. One of the things that is always fascinating to me about science fiction and discussions is when they say, "How does the species know we're intelligent?" And they always say things like, "It's like us and an ant." And it's always a real interesting philosophical thought because. To us, of course, an ant's not intelligent. Mm-hmm. And even like they said, well, to us, maybe they're like a monkey with a rock. Well, we know that animals have a certain type of intelligence, but we don't think of them as intelligent as us. So it's always interesting. Babylon 5 did that to me. It's always interesting to think about, could we actually be in space and have warp drive and have a species literally think that we're not intelligent? Because mm-hmm. there's intelligent and not as intelligent as us. Right. But to think about somebody that seems to be so advanced that they literally look at a starship and say they're not even sentient. That's kind of a scary thought. Yeah. And fascinating I mean, thought. Look at the complexity of like ant colonies and some of the structures that they right. can build, you know, yeah. that um, I guess it depends how high, how, how high you up, you know, that of course all lesser species develop warp drive and go flying around. That's just their instincts. <laughs> you yeah, know right. what I mean? that, <laughs> that's um, where I always am. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty fascinating too, because yeah, there's a lot of, like you say, species that we see as not being intelligent species, but then that you yeah. find out these remarkable things that they can do. Mm-hmm. That that kind of makes me think of of Ender's Game and the buggers and them not actually realizing that they were killing like basically what they would consider queens. They thought mm-hmm. they were just like trimming toenails. Yeah. Saying hi. Veronica, I cannot believe you brought up Ender's Game because when um, <laughs> when Alan and Charles were talking about the whole thing about how Alien the Ten C were, I mm. thought about the series books called the series book the following book called Speaker for the Dead, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that and then to spoil it for anybody, that was a there was a thing that was going on that planet where people were getting killed, and it turned out that for the people of that of the planet that were doing the killing. It was normal. It was what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And even though Orson Scott Card is kind of a persona non grata for a lot of reasons nowadays, yeah. yep. that's one of the best books I've ever read about truly alien thought. And mm-hmm. so it's funny you also brought up the um, the Ender's Game. Yeah. All right, Alan, where can people find more of you on the internet? If someone were so inclined to find more of me on the internet, they could look for my other podcast, uh, which is Earth. St- no, it's not. <laughs> I, I know that one. It's actually called Modern Musicology, which is which is now part of the Earth Station One Network. Awesome. Woo! 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, and our next episode is going to be about uh, music documentaries. Very excited. Ooh. And we have our first second guest coming up. Um, and then my other thing is cosmicpress.com. K-O-Z-M-I-C press.com. Awesome. How about you, Keith? Um, gosh, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Facebook, primarily the ESO Network Facebook groups. And how about us, Veronica? Feltnerdy.com. Yep. And if you missed seeing us at the uh, Sinful Sundays Burlesque Show, our Sinful Sundays Variety Show, uh, oh. you didn't because it was rescheduled at the last minute. So now it's going to be on mm. April the 10th. So if you were sitting at home that night thinking like, man, I really should have gone to see Chuck and Veronica. Well, <laughs> You know, fortune is smiling on you because now you have the opportunity on April the 10th to come see us at the Red Light Cafe. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And do you have a closing for us, Franca? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> we should have mentioned that during the episode. Then people would get the reference to, to the little Patton Oswald cat. That's right. So <laughs> here we are retroactively mentioning the Patton Oswald cat. Right. <laughs> Meow. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.